Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. The show is brought to you by our generous patrons at patreon.com slash falloutlorecast. Robots Radio presents the Fallout Lorecast. Welcome to the Fallout Lorecast, a place for the Fallout community to come together to explore the boundaries of our knowledge about the world of Fallout. Vault Dwellers, Wastelanders, welcome back to the Fallout Lorecast. We are here again with you on this Monday night. It's the uh, only thing that makes a Mondays better is this show. And we're here. I'm your host, Tom or Robots. And my co-host, Lainey or Neos Pandora, is here with me. How's it going, Lainey? Hello, hello. Oh, it's going great. I uh, don't sound like I have COVID anymore which is cool. That's, I did not have COVID, but it's really inconvenient to sound like you're sick when there's a pandemic happening. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I am in full agreement with that. That is not something <laughs> you want to do. Um, not ideal. <laughs> well, I'm glad, you, I'm glad you're sounding better. And um, <laughs> this week, uh, we're, we're here live as usual, Monday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv slash robots radio with our live chat Friends, welcome to this show, everybody. Glad you guys are here. And welcome, this, welcome. welcome, welcome. And this week we are <laughs> diving into another faction from Fallout 76. Last week we talked about the responders. And this week we're talking about the free states. And I think the free states get overlooked a lot. I think. I, we hear a lot about the responders, the new responders. There are lots of different people out there in the fallout community role-playing as characters you know they're they're part of like the responders or they're part of the brotherhood or or whatever right but we don't hear a whole lot about the free states and i think that they're probably not getting enough credit for some of the things that they got right <laughs> Lenny, would you agree about that and we'll get into yeah, the details in sure. a little bit yeah I, for sure I, I think that um they probably weren't given enough credit, especially before the war. And this is going to bring up some very interesting concepts about what it means to be uh, in a minority of people who are correct about things that sound very extreme. And it uh, this could relate to modern current day politics stuff, but it actually doesn't because <laughs> it's not quite the same thing so we're gonna we're gonna avoid making connections there we're just gonna talk about this situation so let's go ahead and dive into it was that a cat is that yeah that was sushi or was that like a dying death claw i don't know that was a cat okay that's just how she talks <laughs> that's just how she talks so let's get into this laney what what do we know about the uh beginning of the free states how did this start out what are the free states so so there isn't really a proper beginning um but they did exist before the war even and they existed obviously before the bomb drop um they were an anarchist militia movement basically meaning that they don't believe in having a normal hierarchy in their government right they want everyone to be equal um 
mm-hmm. and be able to kind of make decisions for themselves and choose how they want to live their lives, right? And that, uh, and which, that right off the bat, just to jump in here, let me let me just jump in real quick. Right off the bat, when you hear anarchist militia, that probably rings with a negative connotation, right? Right. Most of us go, and that's a- anarchist militia. That sounds terrible. And I think that's probably why um, people don't gravitate towards the free states is because if you don't actually look at what they were about, it just sounds like they're another like chaotic force in the wasteland. Like you don't know, or or crazy, um, you know, or you know, like or uh, crazy, the cult of the Mothman, or or something like that, right? Yeah. And for all intents and purposes, lots of people in Fallout did believe that the free states, at least before the bomb drop, were crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, they were considered to be extremists. Uh, so yeah, so they're an anarchist militia that uh, was united by, by their skepticism about the U.S. government and its ability to ability and intention to protect its citizens during world conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, from the get-go, whatever that get-go was, because it... it <laughs> okay, so I have a few things, right? So like the the rhetoric in what I was reading... Mm-hmm. implied that they existed before the war but lots of the things about them are direct results of um thoughts that one would have during a wartime when their government isn't holding up if that makes sense yeah well and so i'm not quite sure when like what the dates are or anything right um, right and, and it, some of that stuff is very very vague um but what we do know about th- uh, the state of the United States before the bombs dropped was that there were there were continual conflicts. There were continual mm-hmm. issues and conflicts for decades. Um, lack of oil, uh, strategic movements against specific types of other external forces, whether they're political movements or um, militarization. And it, when we talk about the, the Great War, really, we're just talking about that moment when things came to an absolute head with China right. and the bombs dropped. Um, but before this happened, there were a number of other conflicts happening. Uh, the United States was taking over Mexico and Canada. I mean, there were there were lots of other conflicts. So to have a group of people right. around looking at the things the United States was doing and their inability to take care, good care of their people and the. Uh, kind of conquest empire, empire kind of focus that they had, then it, uh, it doesn't point to a specific date, but it definitely shows that there were people of this mindset, um, con- you know, coming together and forming for some period of time before the bombs dropped. Right, right. And um, I mean, absolutely. It would just get worse as as things progress, but none of that comes out of nowhere, right? It wasn't like, oh no, one day there was a nuclear fallout and nobody saw it coming. It well, had to climb to reach that point, right? Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> to be specific, a lot of people didn't see it actually coming on that in that right. moment. Uh, what's interesting about the free states is that they they were fervently um, predicting that things were going to come to a head and that nukes would be released. In fact, they were right. one of the only groups outside of, say, Vault-Tec, who uh, I let's and the let's, cult of the Mothman and the cult of the Mothman. Let's say this. <laughs> let's let's just clarify from this perspective. They were an extra like outside of the government group who had correctly predicted this, which was rare. Um, The the United States government was a little bit side, you know, on the side, but they were in conjunction with Vault-Tec. Vault-Tec was preparing these vaults. There was connection there. They were planning for worst case scenarios. Nobody specifically predicted a, you know, a date. Um, But the Free States militia was creating their own places where they could hold up in case of nuclear war. And then... A month before it happened, went into hiding in preparation for it, which is kind of phenomenal. They almost hit the the date right on the nose. It's pretty wild, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's jump let's jump back a little bit and give you know a little more context. Right, this existed before all of that. Like we're getting ahead of ourselves. Right. All right. So let's go back <laughs> through so it. much more. Um, and so let's talk about uh, the free states before. The wasteland, right? Yeah. Before, what was it? What was uh, it like? What was it like for them? So, uh, just like after 
the bomb drop. They were in Harper's Ferry, which is a it's a town, and in Appalachia, uh, right? We visited in, in Appalachia, right, 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 right. You can go there, and um, they were very prominent in this place. It wasn't like a base per se, but lots of people were there. It's like um. It was like their hub. It was the like, hub for where they would all gather yeah, and basically compare it to like Mormonism. You know, like uh-huh. there's like this is the place where a lot of people are, but it doesn't mean you have to be there. Right. Um, right. So yeah. So Harper's Ferry was like the hub, though, right? Uh, that's a great explanation. Uh, but the town did not like them. <laughs> wanted nothing to do with them. The people who were parts of part of the Free States were super strange. Right? They seemed really weird because they would talk about uh essentially what sounded like the end times because it it was the end of america i guess right Mm -hmm. and um they would only pay for things in cash and they would stock up on necessities and canned goods it was like they were constantly preparing and a lot of ammo yeah yeah Yeah. and a lot of ammo and this was really strange but at this point it wasn't really dangerous people weren't too concerned um until (laughs) 2077 when they started getting a little feisty and feisty, decided huh? to start. They would they would pick fights with other people, particularly people who are uh, like, so like they were considered to be extremists, probably in like a very anarchist way. Uh, but of course, they're extre- extremists of every variety, and so anyone that was particularly patriotic, they would just have like street fights with. Um, right, and, and which is not good. And, and and let's let's create the dividing line there. There were there were the free states. Who were considered by the majority of Americans to be anti-patriots because they were for the the pulling down of the United States government for the betterment of the people. And that was their justification. Right. Um, everyone else considered themselves to be patriots because they were for maintaining the current system of government. Right. And these kinds of labels are very tricky because. <laughs> I mean, and. and I'm going to avoid connecting this to modern day politics, but there's always the question of if a system fails, is it more patriotic to fight the system or is it more patriotic to hold on to that system even if it's failing? This is one of those dilemmas, right? And usually that is defined by who wins the situation. Those are then the patriots. Right. Um, yeah, I think uh, it's important to the, the divide there really becomes between are you loyal to because like everyone's going to be like, oh, I'm loyal to my country. But does that mean you're loyal to the morals that the country was there to the ideology, uh, like, right? And to ideology, like in the first place, or are you like, are, do you like the people? Like if you're and I, I we could get into this like forever, but it's it's a different mindset right it's Mm. they could be equally you could be equally patriotic as someone else but it could mean something entirely different right 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 (laughs) um but of course the free states exist out of that narrative completely because they've decided that uh, the best thing to do is to give the power to the people 100 percent um so and people thought that that was crazy (laughs) right and then they got called Um, out on it and it turned into conflict in the streets And and so this reminds me of um like the Red Scare and like, uh, who was it that would Are we basically claim that people were communists in in real history, in real yeah, American like 1950s, history? Yeah, nineteen fifties. Yeah, the communist. Um, yeah, yeah. It was, and and we're going through something very similar to that now. This idea that like if you label somebody a thing, then they are the enemy of the people. It's basically saying they are they are un-American and anti-American. Um, Right. Um, and part of the problem was in, I mean, in our actual history, right, if this was in the 50s, right, um, with the Red Scare <laughs> was that people were being called out as being communists when they weren't. And then really terrible things would happen to them. Right. Um, right. It was a, it was a very convenient way to label your enemies in order to get rid of them. And right. I have some I have some pictures here. I'm going to put up some pictures as we talk of uh, the free states and some of the propaganda that the United States government was using against them, because I think this is interesting. Yeah, it's a really big deal. And that actually leads us into the, this is a good segue um, to the next part where they, obviously you can't just be fighting in the streets all the time, uh, just because you disagree on anything, (laughs) really, you can't just fight people, um, or you shouldn't. So uh, the town already didn't want the free states there and they were growing increasingly violent 
and the United, the United States military decided that they needed to put an end to it. So they released this propaganda that you just mentioned that you're showing if you guys are watching this live. Yeah, like, um, like for example, this sign says, but, only a communist spy turns his back on America and has the symbol for the free states, which is the broken chain with the star in the middle. Um, and then some free states member scratched out the middle of it and says, and it wrote in government lies on top of it. Yeah. So you could see that there were like this back and forth between the two. Right. And it's not just, um, it's very clear that this, this propaganda, I mean, of course it goes for in general, right? You want to rally people with your country, but it was a direct attack on the free states because they were just becoming so much of an issue to the extent where the U.S. military started um, seizing their property. If they learned that you were a member of the free states, they would go and take your things because they would claim that it was part of uh, it was involved in seditious activity. Mm-hmm. Right. And so they would just take your stuff. Um, and it escalated to a point where eventually uh, a leader of the movement was arrested and the free states decided that it it had gone too far, right? What like what was this person actually arrested for? They didn't actually do anything wrong. They were just arrested because they were a leader of a movement that the country disagreed with, right? So that's it was an issue, and people were heated, and the free states decided they needed a new course of action. So they secede from the United States. They decide that they are just going to become their own entity. They don't have to worry about it anymore. Right, which is kind of interesting because they're they're in Appalachia. They're in the middle of West Virginia. Right, uh, right. Which, yeah, it's know, not like um, it's not like they're an island like, off the um, coast or something, you know. Like, right, or like even if you think about uh, if we think about America and think about how America began, right? We we declared our independence, and we were on a different continent than the people we were declaring our independence right, from. Right. And so you have a lot of space there, but this is essentially the same kind of idea, right? They were unhappy with the government. They didn't like the way that they were treating people. Um, they felt like they were being attacked uh, personally and they were <laughs> and they decided that they were going to get out of there but now they're in the middle of they're not in the middle but you they're know surrounded like they're, by they're, they're the nation that by... they've now divided themselves from yeah yeah even in the civil so war there was do. the mason dixon line and if you were north of that you were part of the north if you're south of that you're part of the south yeah the, this is like you're completely encompassed by the the nation that you just seceded from which is odd right yeah so so where do they go they go underground so they've they've been creating these bunkers this whole time, <laughs> which where do you think all this ammo and all this food and all the other things that they were paying for with cash was going? Right. All this weird stuff that people thought they're like, oh, those weird free states, they're just stockpiling goods for no reason. They were in these bunkers. They were prepared for the worst. Mm-hmm. And so they just move into them. Um, yeah. Crystal in chat <laughs> says that's, that's the de- definition of an enclave. I guess I guess <laughs> you could say that that is an a definition of that. Sure. Yep. Part of a nation's completely um, surrounded by enemy territory. Yeah. 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 Go on. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they they secede, they move underground, and they stay there for about two years, a little over a year, because um, they go in in 77, right? That year's a big year. Yeah, 77 is when the like, bombs drop. So they, they, everything got crazy. Actually, they, they go under, I believe they go underground in September, which is the month before the bombs drop. So it wasn't even... Yeah. It wasn't even most of a year. It was actually very, very, very well, close so in time. They were, right. So they were there they, conveniently at a good time, but they stayed in there until 2079. They right, didn't leave yet. Right, right, right. So they, they didn't leave right after the bombs dropped. I, I see. I, right. I get what you're saying there. Yes. Right. Yes. So, um, but 2077 wasn't just a big year from the bomb drop. It was also the say all of these things, all the crazy things with the government and the seceding and the arrests and the seizure of land all happened that year. Like it really hit a point, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so two years pass, the bombs have fallen, things are looking rough, but they decided it's time to go back out there. And uh, because of their call to succeed, succeed, not the right word, succeed. to succeed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, well, they succeeded. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they leave, and of course, they're still near uh, familiar areas and then go back to harper's ferry where there are survivors and they take a lot of them in um and it's kind of funny because a lot of the people who survived knew who the free states were and would have been people in the past that uh thought they were crazy yeah the, and then, the same people who they may have been fighting in the streets were now depending on them for their right? own survival and i think that this is probably a good place to pause 
for us to kind of hold off on the rest of this for the second half of the episode because sure. I, I want I let's let's just put this where it is before we move on to the middle of the the middle and then the end of the episode you again and I do this on a lot of the shows put yourself in the shoes of either one of these sides imagine you're part of the free states and you have spent years telling people warning them about what the government is doing that they're not trustworthy and they were right the government was not trustworthy look at what Voltec was doing that war was going to happen and they were right war was going to happen that they need to start stockpiling food and ammo and those kinds of things and go underground in order to protect themselves and they were right about this and they got fought back against by the u.s government they got ridiculed by their neighbors they got called out in the street and they eventually had to go underground in order to follow through with the things that they knew were going to happen, or at least believed were going to happen and were correct about. And here they are, a few years later, coming back up to the service surface, coming back to the community that ostracized them and finding the same people who ostracized them in need. And yet mm -hmm. they were willing to help out. Yeah, they just took them in. I think there was that, no conflict there. I think that this really goes to show the character of some of these people, that they were not fighting against the government for vindictive reasons or for power. Mm -hmm. the, it, it really shows that the focus of the group was actually the survival and the well-being of the people in the community. And it, I think that's the proof, is that when they come back out and everything is blown to hell and everybody's suffering, they then help and take in people outside of their group even when they were ostracized by them already and i think that's okay. phenomenal and and i want you to kind of stew on that as we get to the middle of the episode middle of the show because it's it's an interesting dynamic it takes a lot of honor it takes a lot of personal uh, i don't know gumption i don't know what the word is but to not hit back on these people when they're down and to in instead instead offer a helping hand um, even if they might get that hand bit because those people are still bitter um, so think about that let's move into the middle of the show and then we'll be back with the rest of what happens to the free states hello there old chap good to see another of general atomic's finest still eager to serve Welcome to the middle of the show we're in the part of the show where we thank our patrons for being awesome because they genuinely and truly are this is also part of the show where i will call out our tier five or higher patrons amelia r justin s and matt b again are still part of that list thank you to you three and everyone else we will be doing our patron episode next week we've got we're only one week away on the 25th at this time slot and if you would like to join us, there's a whole bunch of us. We're discussing right now in the Discord what the topic will be. We're throwing around some ideas. If you'd like to join in on that conversation or join in on the pre-conversation about what the conversation was, will be about, then check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash falloutlorecast. If you'd like to just get even ad-free episodes or a permanent discount on the merch store, which I don't bring up very much, but anybody tier two and higher gets permanent discounts on the merch store, uh, 10 or 20% if you're one of the higher tiers, and many other wonderful things, then go go sign up on the Patreon. And we're very, very close to that $500 goal in order to stick that, we got to stick that $500 goal and keep it for two months for me to officially go get my tattoo. So you're going to get yatted. I'm going to get <laughs> yatted. What does that even mean? <laughs> tatted. <it's> just, <laughs> yeah, it's tattoo. Yeah, yeah. For tattoo. Yatted. Uh, kids. I don't know. I don't speak your language. Um, but uh, it would be amazing if you guys can help push us up over that goal. That would be phenomenal. And then you can help me uh, figure out what I'm going to get on, on my arm, like on my shoulder. Um, so go check that out. Thank you again to all of our patrons. You guys are phenomenal. And one last thing I want to do is I don't think I called out the people who signed up in December specifically. Let's call out uh, Shane P., and I'm looking through the list right now. I believe it was Shane P. Was uh, no, that was November. I'm on the wrong month. I'm looking out the wrong month. Okay, December. Uh, we have Anthony M. signed up. Justin S., who I mentioned already, uh, signed up, and Matt B., who I also mentioned, signed up <laughs> in December. So those were our new patrons from December. So thank you to our new patrons from December. We've got some others that have joined us in January, and you guys will get called out next month. All right, let's go back to the rest of our discussion about the free states. 
If you have any questions about Nuka World, I'd be delighted to answer them. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. So they've resurfaced. They've taken on helping the their neighbors. Uh, a lot of people in need. It's been a few years since the bomb drop. Bombs dropped. People are still trying to pull their lives back together, and we have a situation where they have a secure place. They've got food. They've got resources, and the people around them need their help. So where does it go from there, Lainey? So, well, they move in um, back into Harper's Ferry and they, they take the people in. Um, this is a really good spot, though, for more reasons than just the familiarity of the land and the manpower um, that they were able to acquire because it was uh, a good location for trading, which is essential. And we talked about this with the responders one where the responders were able to pick locations to set up as their base where they could be close to the Brotherhood and the Free States and so on. And the Free States were also in a very convenient area for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but also because they uh, were near the Grafton Dam and they had members that were living you know, all through this whole area. And the Grafton Dam would help shield the town from the west, I believe, uh, from possible raider attacks, uh, anything, anyone traveling through the Savage Divide in Free State's territory would be relatively safe, mm-hmm. uh, which is really cool. So it would allow traders and anyone trying to settle uh, within the wasteland to to get through uh, pretty much unharmed, which is really awesome and also just goes to show the Free State's, their, their real motives are just to help people. Like, they just want people to succeed in whatever that looks like. Um, right, right. Survive, safety well-being right those kinds of things. so you don't have to be a part of the free states to um or even to agree with them to benefit from uh their existence in the wasteland which is really cool um so yeah so this is a really good area and <laughs> um harper's ferry specifically but uh, and yeah that it's kind of central and, and works as a good like trade hub connecting some of the different regions Right. Um, and they're a really interesting group, uh, especially in the way that they ended up deciding to run things, run their whole operation, mm-hmm. because they're different than any other faction that we see. They're not like the Brotherhood. They don't have the technology that the Brotherhood of Steel does. They don't have the actual first responder training of the responders, right? The responders are built up of people that were police officers and firefighters and from the military and so on and have actual experience in these areas in the free states are just people um but they're not like raiders either and i think that if you don't know much about them and you're just kind of encountering their things it can they feel very raidery um but they're not they're (laughs) like the exact opposite of a raider because they don't take things from people they cultivate their own farms and they scavenge for their own materials and they just try to be resourceful um and they just <laughs> more more miniature de- deathclaw uh, <laughs> activities in My the background. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
<laughs> yeah. So by 2084, right? So they leave the their bunker in 2079. So five years later, they for the free states had turned into a successful trading hub, a little trading town. Um, Harper's Ferry and the surrounding areas uh, were available to provide aid to anyone who needed it, which is super awesome. Mm -hmm. And all was going well, you know, and a lot of this feels a lot like what we just talked about with the responders were like, things were really looking up like. Yeah. And that's where it it ends too, right? Things are good. Just that's, (laughs) that's where it ends. This is where we come in. Everything's fine. Frustrating (laughs) is that it really like, and we joked about that last time too. It really could have been that good. Like truly, if we just look at this and even if this was like, the real world if you were to look at this as an example of like what human beings would do um Mm -hmm. in these circumstances not so much with the raiders but with the the free states and the brotherhood uh somewhat and the responders things look really good like this seems like somewhat of a an ideal depend like for the situation right they're just making the most of it um and it's so disappointing that of course the enclave releases the scorch feasts and yeah. starts the scorch plague yeah. and all of their hard work gets destroyed in days um which is it's awful <laughs> yeah so. it's it's amazing how how these groups started to band together and really pull themselves up by their own bootstraps and yeah started to build back um something that could have turned into something that would last the area was safe enough from the majority of the radiation and the bombs that had dropped on other parts in the country that they very much could have done that you would have had these different groups and different ideologies but they all seem to be working for the greater good except for Eckhart and the releasing of the scorched plague because that right that basically There's... ended everything <sighs> There's no reason. What was the reason? <laughs> Everyone was doing so well. It's so frustrating. So yeah, so by 2086, two years later, uh, Harper's Ferry is just devastated. You know, they've, they had come so far, and I don't have any real numbers on like how many people they had at their, their height or like how mm-hmm. successful they were in any way. There's no actual numbers for any of this. Um, the actual amount of uh, things you can dig up about the free states is incredibly limited. Right, um, right. And I think it'd be really cool if they took more time to dive into it because it is, it is so interesting and honestly realistic. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And I think it, it, uh, they're just, they're so interesting, but yeah, two years pass free states essentially gone. Um, but at this point they're still, you know, they still struggle. They're still trying to like, push forward so they leave harper's ferry and they're kind of figuring out a new course of action they don't know what to do but they have to change something because this <laughs> these giant flying beasts are in the air <laughs> the radiated bats are, are, are pooping all over the place yeah. Yeah. And like throwing up radiation everywhere it's so weird um and like what what do you do so they they come up with uh the scorched detection system which uh, is invented by Abigail Singh is her name, and she was one of the the survivors from uh, the people left over from Harper's Ferry. Mm-hmm. And basically, uh, the scorch detection system, or uh, it's also known as Operation Cooldown. Yeah, that's a cool name. Operation to... Cooldown. Yeah, it's a cool name. Um, it was meant to allow the free states to detect certain radiation signatures as they would pass through different areas. I do not know the technology of this or if this is a thing that would work in real life or with the materials they had or any of that. Right, um, right. Well, it's, it's all fantasy technology. And, it, you know, well, so, yeah. Well, okay. here's the thing uh-huh. is that they didn't even finish it. Right, <laughs> right, right. So who knows if it would even work because it, it didn't work. It never happened. And right. so, But it's an interesting um, idea, this uh, this concept of being able to detect the scorched before or while they were in transit or moving from one place to another is kind of an right. or- early warning system. And had a group like the Brotherhood of Steel had this kind of technology, they may have been able to uh, more tactically engage with the scorched threat 
Um, you also could mm -hmm. build defenses and underground places and, and ways for people to take cover if, say, a wave of scorched uh, scorched people, scorched beasts, scorched animals, or whatever happened to be migrating over, you know, towards where you were living. Uh, there are, uh, it makes a lot of sense. It's, it's, a, it's a very smart defensive and potentially offensive system that could have given mm -hmm. you an advantage through the information it provided. Right, it would have been really cool. Um, and I think that, you know, of course, the tragedy of all of these factions is that they did not work together. They couldn't get it uh, past their differences, if you will. Right. Um, but if right. you if you can think about, uh, I know we talked about the responders and they were developing a cure yeah. for the squished. They got pretty far into it. Um, they were just a little too late. Right. But had they been able to do that and also work with the free states who could locate said scorched mm -hmm. they could work together to get rid of the plague like it was nothing right if they have all this technology and the brotherhood for example if they came in um and what's so i keep saying it's so frustrating but literally all of this is so frustrating <laughs> and like the amount of time that i've dug through this lore now and like i just have to keep seeing this all over the, and over all and the like, sad endings all the uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah they were so close like, oh. and like What's so frustrating is uh, we know now that the responders were allied with the free states and the Brotherhood separately, and that they severed those ties. But imagine if they hadn't, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's so many tiny details along the way, uh, had they just gone a little differently, right. could have prevented right. so much. Right. I mean, think about think about the three those three groups, and had they brought together and been able to work together to accomplish faster the things that they were working on. If you had a early warning system for the Scorched, you had the mobilization capacity and military might of the Brotherhood, and then also the ability to create and put together a vaccine for the Scorched Plague, then you would have no longer people in any of those three groups falling to the Scorched Plague, which means that you would much more, you know, be in better situations to fight it back. You wouldn't have to fear it as much. You'd have the the forces and the capabilities to train other people among the other groups and arm them to fight the scorched plague and then you would also have the early warning system in order to know how to defend or attack the the scorched <laughs> this is like the three pieces of the puzzle could have come together right here in order to create right. something that would have turned the tides but it just it just didn't happen due to the inability for them to work together and the timing it, it genuinely it's it's one of those really frustrating and you know i mean we we couldn't have had a different outcome this is the way the game is played out it's it's so that it's when you leave the vault right it's so that when you leave the <laughs> vault you have these mysteries of what's happened instead of running into a bunch of group groups of people who are you know in the midst of all of this and still mm -hmm. dealing with it you're seeing the the ramifications of the failure to deal with it which i think makes it a little bit more interesting because you don't get the story unless you dig for it mm -hmm. and you can go through all the missions and stuff. But if you don't pay attention, you don't really get that. This is what's going on. Um, I think that there's there's a lot there. And I think that's what makes Fallout games in particular so interesting is that there is this density of history and the things that came before that you're uncovering as you move forward. So that's my right. thoughts on and it. It's I think it's all super interesting. I think it's totally okay that these people are gone by the time they get there. <laughs> Sucks for them. <laughs> I mean, it's it's obviously tragic, but I think that it does allow for an interesting story. Um, it is just to add on to the things that are uh, unfortunate. Uh, when Vault 76 opens up and the Overseer leaves, and the Overseer spends all this time learning about the scorched plague um and preparing to inoculate people and just can you imagine how it would have been if 76 opened and you did go out and the overseer was like i've got to do these things and discovers that people are already thriving yeah. and that things are yeah. already being reclaimed and like better and like maybe it's not exactly as uh the u.s government would have wanted it to be but people may do you know it would right. have been a whole right. other story there was a vaccine the scorched uh, were being pushed back there were safe places in in many different communities that you could choose to live yeah. and join whole with communities yeah yeah it it would be a, a completely different situation in fact if there was that kind of uh working together and then all of a sudden vault 76 opened up there would probably be a welcoming 
Hey, welcome, Vault Dwellers. Welcome back to our community. What things can you bring us? We need people who can do these things. We need more farmers. We need more people who can fix things. We need more, like, which of you have these skills? Come join us. We're we're growing, right. you know? And Vault 76 was so, I mean, everyone in the vault was useful. You know, it's the easy way, easiest way to put it. They all had something to bring to the table. That's the whole point of the vault. Right. So, right. so they would have fit in. They would have found places nice to fit into the in. society, for sure. Yeah. Oh, man. Yep, but that's that's not the story we get. That's, that's not, not the story. story we get. So instead, um, we get an empty wasteland <laughs> where people are just now starting to return, and we all just bomb each other and create crazy clown parties and uh, boxing rings and uh, all sorts of and take weird pictures on bridges. Uh, I don't know, like <laughs> all the craziness that we're doing in the game, which is of course also fun. So, so there you go. Yeah. 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 Um. I think just kind of one last thing to kind of top this off because that's the end of the the lore for today. Mm-hmm. Um, we mentioned earlier that lots of people engage in the cult of the Mothman or other seal <laughs> and like uh-huh. act like they're parts of these. Right? It's fun to like role play characters and mm-hmm. such. Yeah, and some some um, claim to be part of the true Moth- Mothman. They only worship the true Mothman, right. as opposed to the, the crazies <laughs> out there who don't worship the true Mothman. The crazies. Yeah. Um, I w- would be curious if anyone, any listeners uh, to this, of this, of this lovely little show we do, engage in any free states oriented things, because I'm, I'm sure probably there aren't very many, um, and the lack of lore is frustrating, uh, because there, there's a clearly a cohesive, a, a cohesive story, mm-hmm. um, but there just isn't, there's not a whole lot to dig into. Uh, so I could understand, you know, there's not a whole lot to see. It's not super interesting to dive in. But if anyone is, I think that part of what's cool of have like for having a community like this is that you can kind of fill in those gaps um, and kind of figure that out for yourself. So if anyone, if any of you listening do engage in free states related gameplay and would like to to share your character and any of that, feel free to to tag me or us. Yeah, that, that'd be a great. Idea. I would love to see it. That sounds so cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I haven't seen. I, I can't think of anybody that I know of. Um, I can think of a number of people in the community who are doing certain kinds of other groups, but right, I can't think right. of the free states and the free states. If if we were to extrapolate this out forward from the decline in the end of the free states to say, like last week we talked about, um, I forget her name, but the woman that was forming the new responders that you come across in the game since the Wastelanders mm-hmm. update. And this idea that like more. somebody's following in the footsteps of these other people and going, this is a great Heather idea. Ellis. Yeah, Ellis. Um, yeah. If there was to be a character doing that for the free states, I would... To think about where they would go with this, they wouldn't necessarily reform the U.S. government as such because the world is different. I mm-hmm. I think that there are the kinds of people who would be contemplating the philosophy of government and what does it mean to have freedom? What does it mean to do things mm-hmm. that genuinely benefit the people over the just the people who control you know, those kinds of things? Um, so, yeah, and it's an interesting thing for sure, because if you're trying to reclaim an area, but you have anarchist values, um, which can be totally okay, right? Lots of people are anarchists and just want the good for everyone. In fact, you see that with the free states. Mm-hmm. Um, but how do you create order, right? What if people don't want the best for others? Like, what, what does a free state member <laughs> right. do with right. a raider right how do, like, you, where do how you do you organize that how do you create laws right. around it how, what kind of governmental system would somebody who is part of this anarchist militia end up creating once they've now mm-hmm. broken away from the system they were pushing against it's an interesting right. question i think it would be really i don't know uh, i don't know that right now i have the answer to that question but I would love to hear some thoughts on that. And yeah, I'm, also, I'm also curious what the people at Bethesda, the, the game designers, are could potentially do with this in the future. Does this become a philosophy that creeps into the settler group that shows up or the raider group that shows up? You know, like, mm. how does this work out? Um, I don't know. I think there's a lot that could be done with this. So it seems like a very open potential kind of thing. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, because I still I really haven't played that much 76 yet I've played some I'm like level 
I don't even know. I'm not going to try to guess. <laughs> but I've been playing it a bit lately. I've actually played Nuclear Winter for the first time. Yeah. Uh, this yeah, past I, week. I, I saw you. Yeah, it's been fun. I saw you with my you own eyes. Me. With my eyeballs oh. in my head. Yeah. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. I'm very proud of your eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad I could bless them. Um, <laughs> so I've played it, but not not a ton, you know? And right. so I'm cur- I have a question uh, mm-hmm. for you or anyone who knows. Mm-hmm. Um you can obviously explore free states related things that have been left behind. Is there a way to access any of their bunkers or does it even imply that the bunkers are there uh, somewhere? That would be super that's cool. That's a good question. I'm trying to remember. They're, they're not, uh, they're, they're only in very specific parts of the map. Maybe guys, if, if you know the answer to this question, please chime in or uh, write us because you know, off the top of my head, I'm thinking through the different areas and uh, maybe, I want to say yes, but I'm having a hard time recalling it specifically. I could jump in the game and go find out probably. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that's that's a really interesting question. Maybe we'll get the yeah, answer I'm and we can curious. talk about it on the next show. Um, yeah, I think it's, I mean, even if there, whether there is or there isn't, you know, Fallout 76 is not opposed to things like mines or oh, uh, yeah. vaults, right? Oh, yeah. Or and hidden so government facilities. I mean, there's, yeah, there's all sorts of stuff you can come across and be like, what right. is this? Why is this here? Yes. I think it would be really cool to be able to explore um, a free state's bunker for it to look genuinely different from vaults and other places, right? It should it should be distinct. Um, they are not associated with any of that stuff. In fact, they're they entirely oppose it. Um, mm-hmm. I would love to see that, and I would love to see a camp, I love a camp built around built around free states. That would be cool. <laughs> oh yeah, if we have supposed to we have literally if, shelters if now, right? Yeah, take a shelter and turn it into a, like a free state's bunker. That would be cool. That would be really cool. I challenge someone to do, to do that, please. <laughs> I then, challenge you. And, and then uh, <laughs> tag me in something, and then we can I can explore it myself in game. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be very cool. All right. Well, I think that does it for this episode. Laney, you have anything else cool going on? You've been streaming. Cool going yeah, on. Yeah, you hit yeah, you hit a milestone again. I hit uh, 30 subscriptions. Very exciting. Nice. Uh, very, very exciting. I'm like downplaying it. I, I do cry over it. Um, <laughs> it makes you sad. <laughs> in, in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> makes you happy sad. Happy sad. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of fun over there. So if anyone's interested, I've been doing lots of Fallout 76. Um, I've been doing a lot of Nuclear Winter. So if anyone likes to play Nuclear Winter, Feel free to hit me up, and we can we can do it together. I like me a good uh, battle royale, and it's uh, it's okay. But I I do enjoy it. I like Fallout. <laughs> it's okay. So yeah, it's uh, the thing I find most difficult about Nuclear Winter is the density of vegetation and objects on the screen. Makes it hard really? for me to make out the enemy at even moderate distances, um, because there's just so much going Actually, on. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's I, some areas I that find that visual acquisition in other uh, other games like that, other you know modes like that for other games is a lot faster. Like you play something like Apex mm-hmm. or uh, uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds or whatever, and it's it's easier for me to see somebody at a distance. Um, but the visual density in the game is is very very high. There's a lot of clutter, leaves and rocks and all sorts of things. And a lot of those things move and the way your character mm-hmm. runs, there's a lot of jostling and movement. So you can't just train your eye to look for something in the distance that's moving and then pick it out. Um, yeah, I find that that makes it a little bit. I'm slower at targeting because of that. That's interesting. Yeah, I've uh, I play a lot of well, not a lot, but I've um, I also stream Apex and I like Apex and I, I definitely say that like there is a vast difference in uh, mm-hmm. the the way it looks for one, but also I was talking today uh, to someone I was playing with about um, other battle royales and like just features they have that make things easier, like being able to ping enemies yeah. uh, for your team or being right. able to ping a location or like an item uh, that takes a lot of the hassle out of it. Part of it's hard too, because if people aren't using voice chat, right. then there is no other uh communication method method. for communicating sure yeah 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 i agree i agree i also feel like the engine is a little bit um i don't i feel like the shots or maybe it maybe it's just uh internet delay it's not as refined as some of these other games like apex legends Mm -hmm. um a a lot of these other shooters are designed by teams that make 
shooters, make competitive shooters. Whereas this right. is this is a mode from an RPG shooter, which doesn't need that same, um, you know, the same kind of thing going on. So it's, I think it's really fun. I know that they haven't really updated it in a long time, um, but if they did, I would love for them to add more more locations. Maybe that could fix part of the the problem with being able to see people, right? There, there are probably areas that may be more or less uh, beneficial in that regard to fight in, right? So right now they have Morgantown and Flatwoods, and a lot of that's uh, very hilly, and that's a probably yeah. that's an issue I have with like Fallout seventy six as a whole is that you have to climb up and down so much yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes it really hard it's really hard for a battle royale to have to climb that much right because you're trying to like hide and run away and like right it doesn't work right um i would love to have hmm. yeah other locations like uh something in like the cranberry bog would be nuts or like mm. uh, ash heap or like um you could do one in a different vault right so they have vault 51 where you like wait in but what if you did one in a vault that would be fun and it would get rid of the the like foliage in the way issue. Like a really tight map where it's only ten people or something. Like, yeah. In a, in well, enough people enough people don't play that doesn't make any sense. But yeah, there's uh, occasionally so few people that are playing Nuclear Winter currently that you end up in places where there's only eighteen people on the whole map, mm -hmm. which is mm -hmm. nuts. Yeah, it's not the um, most popular mode. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was very yeah. popular when it came out, but it's there's definitely more focus on other yeah. things, uh, the building and the role playing and a lot of, that, of those other things. The end game uh, grind for cool weapons and you know refining your build. A lot of that stuff is more popular currently. Um, well, cool stuff. Uh, you know, I'm, I might jump back into it again and try it out. Um, yeah, it's fun and it helps you level your like normal character, yeah. right, in adventure yeah. mode, which is cool. Yeah, for yeah. sure. It's also it's enjoyable. You know, all of this aside, I've been having fun. <laughs> oh, good, 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 good. Well, yeah, go go check out Lainey's streams. She's she streams regularly, Neos Pandora, and uh, I've been doing my daily streams while I work on stuff. I did that this morning, and a bunch of our our community dropped by and hung out with me for a bit, and I'll be doing that tomorrow and. Like I, I've said before, I'd love for you guys to come hang out, twitch.tv slash robots radio, and I'll be just editing some content and just making stuff and chatting with you guys, which is super fun. So come hang out with us. We'd love to see you guys. And that does it for this episode. We'll be back next week with our patron episode. And then after that, we'll probably be back, be back with uh, more Fallout 76 stuff. Um, keep on doing some of those things. And uh, until then, stay safe. Try not to get too angry at your neighbors when they ostracize you for being right and offer them a helping hand <laughs> for whatever that's worth. I don't know. <laughs> All right, guys. Spicy outro today. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see you later. <laughs> to plug into everything else we're doing, check out robotsradio.net. Also, look up the Robots Radio YouTube for videos about Fallout and other things. And check us out on Twitter, twitter.com slash robotsradio. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. It's good to have yeah. you guys here. Yeah, the Naked Wizard. I did some more Naked Wizard uh, earlier today. Uh, only got a good 30 minutes in. My son had the day off, so he wanted to play some uh, Beat Saber VR. So I need, to, I need to let him have a chance to play. Um, but yeah, did some more did some more Naked Wizard. Blowing people up with my fire hands. It's been a lot of fun. Fire hands? Fire hands. Ooh, I Ooh. played D&D for the first time in like two years. Yeah? How'd it go? Very exciting. I So we have a like a like a big campaign coming up that I think I told you about before. Mm -hmm. um, but we did like, we're doing a little mini one. It's just uh, me and CJ and Corey and another friend of us, very mm -hmm. small. Um, and I am um, a halfling rogue that, uh, oh, lots of information. Anyway, it's fun. We're, it's, it's just like a dungeon, <laughs> dungeon crawler one. <laughs> That's cool. It's been good. That's cool. We, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We're doing a, a bigger one, like I mentioned, where I'm a, uh, ha uh, ooh, a wood elf druid. And, <laughs> words. Is words are hard. Words are hard. I haven't played a spellcaster before, so that's going to be exciting and just a joy to learn. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I'm excited. Where it's like a, is it called the Underdark? 
mm-hmm. to like with mm-hmm. the drow and stuff mm-hmm. we're doing that very exciting yeah the underdark is a is a big thing in, in yeah. Faerun, we talk about it on the dungeons and dragons Lorecast. yeah 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 uh beat saber is like playing a rhythm game with lightsabers well, these it's great. blocks fly at you to the rhythm of the music that you're listening to, and you you chop them up with the with the lightsabers. It's really cool. There's a free mobile game called like Beat Sword or something. It's like literally just Beat like sword. a rhythm um, sword. I was going to find it on my phone. I have it. It kind of slaps. Honestly, it's like a kind of slaps. Whatever that means. Beat blade. It smacks, bro. So like, (laughs) (laughs) you run down like a path, and they have uh, the set songs you can choose from. They have uh, music from the Doom soundtrack that you can do in it, and you basically just like move your little thing, and he like cuts the blocks as I go through. Super super easy little free. Well, not super easy, but free. Uh, little rhythm game. It's fun. If anyone's curious, very good. If you want to calm down a small child. All right. So, any parents out there? Take any note. Any parents, or babysitters, or, or nannies, or small children, or or cool aunts, or mm-hmm. confused mm-hmm. cousins, or random strangers or, who happen to end up with children that they need to return to their parents and trying to keep them happy and occupied. It's an essential role. Could happen. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Well, what else do you have going on tonight? You gonna do any more streaming? You kind of done no. for the day? Yeah, um, I didn't stream today, but I I did play some Fallout earlier and some Sims. I started playing the Sims again for the first time in like a week, a couple months. I go I go for like no, <laughs> I go for like a couple months, like a quarter year break, and then I like and then play you it just go back in. You should uh, yeah. you should talk to Crystal in chat about the way he plays Sim, the Sims. It's yeah. I think I have a little unique. bit. It, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I love very, it. Very I unique. love everyone playing him. I still I built a vault in The Sims, and I have yet to do any experiments in it. Um, but that's a stream idea for some time. I built it on stream, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I so I used to have a ton of mods and like custom content for my Sims game and deleted all of it in one fell swoop thinking that it'd be fun to just like start over and like clean game whatever i was wrong Mm. do not do that it is so annoying but (laughs) if you any of you that do play the sims um i would recommend if you do get into custom content and modding to a uh to a organize it while you put it in because Oh my god, it is just too much. I I forgot that like I had mods for things like shortening the time it takes to like shower or like Yeah, that's one of the things that, that, that be part always of the game. That's one of the things that always drove me nuts about the Sims is that everything takes like hours to do. Mm-hmm. You know, like the, the time that it takes to do it do a task doesn't actually match very well with the uh with the time it takes to actually do it during the day, but it also doesn't match with the time it takes to do other things. Like, mm-hmm. like if you're going to eat dinner, 30 minutes, like that should be it. But like a shower should be less time than eating dinner. <laughs> like, you know, like, unless you're like the kind of person who hands. takes, like, yeah, washing your <laughs> yeah. hands just takes like, like a few, like you should just walk up to the thing and then leave. That should be wash hands because everything happens faster yeah. in the game than time moves faster in the game than it actually does. So like a shower should be like, jump in, get, get wet, jump out, you know, like, boom, real right. quick. Uh, but sleeping takes an actual, you know, however many hours you actually chunk need to time, sleep. Yeah. It's a big chunk of time. Um, yeah, I, I wish. I had yeah. so many mods that fixed things like that. And like even just added totally other things. Fall, uh, Fallout 4, that's not The Sims 4, is not as like open world as The Sims 3 was. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have mods that help that. There's a really cool one that just got released recently. Um, I can't think of the guy who made it. But it basically... Uh, revamps an entire town into being like an open world Sims 3 type deal. Mm-hmm. It is so cool. Like, it's not just like, here's a random Sims town. It's like, here's a random Sims town, and all of the buildings are like purposeful and interesting and like well made, and there's yeah. unique characters and like all of it. It's so cool. Um, hmm. 
So it's neat. Uh, but yeah, I had so many things that changed the gameplay that I forgot that I even had that were things that like I downloaded, right? Because they're just, they're essential. And then I got rid of all of them. Yeah. And oh, now yeah. the game is just so, so I'm sure you can going. go find them again. <laughs> like you could download the ones it's, that you really oh, need. for sure. Just takes time. Oh, and we lost Lainey. And she's coming back. You had the Sims, but EA account oh, deleted from your profile. Oh no, that's weird. Huh. That's, huh? that's odd. Mash uh, lost it. EA deleted it from your the profile. That's weird. That's so weird. Huh. Yeah. It's a mystery. Anyway, Sims is fun. Um, I mostly just make characters and build in it. I build the, I like I do it all with the intention intention every single time of like I will play this character. And it'll be interesting. Like, here's the interesting character and their interesting family and their interesting home. And, like, five more buildings around their home that I've built for this game. And then I'll never touch it again. It's like if you're writing a novel and you do all the world building, but then never write the novel. <laughs> yeah. <Huh>. For why? <laughs> right. Well, sometimes the world building's the more fun part. Right. Yeah, you know, it's it's I like people who spend lying to myself and saying that I'm gonna play it. <laughs> it's like the people who spend you know 50 hours modding Skyrim and then play it for you know 10 minutes and then they're like that was cool. Yeah, <laughs> it's the same kind of thing. Ah, <laughs> uh, pretty stars. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this these textures look great. Okay, I'm done. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Well, I think it's time to head out. And thank you again <laughs> for being here. You guys are awesome. Lainey, thanks for joining me once again. Have a good rest of your night. I will. And we'll see you guys you around. You have a good rest of your night. I will. Thank you. I've been bonking people on my stream. You know what I do in Skyrim is anybody who's a jerk, I doot their nose in Skyrim you, VR. You doot it? Yeah, because you can like move your hands in the game, right? Oh, yeah. So I, I'm just like, you're a big jerk. And I go, boop. And I just kind of boop their nose. <laughs> they don't like it. Nice. They don't like it when I do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay what? remember when a bed fell on my head yes okay so <laughs> because i bonk people in my streams and like when i when i play games and i'm doing something melee i'm always like bonk 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 <laughs> when i told my i said in my discord server to the people in my discord server that i got uh, attacked by a bed <laughs> uh -huh. they were like oh who would have thought that you'd be the one to get bonked <laughs> Like, who would have thought what goes around comes around i guess mm -hmm. i told you that we're calling it matricide mm -hmm. yeah it's, well you didn't die i mean then it would be matricide it's just matricide it's just matricide yeah it was it was attempted, attempted matricide right right by but, my noodle boy right but it was only a matricide not my noodle boy. Oh, I'm gonna drop a noodle in here just for funsies. Drop a noodle. Everybody did you see pizza. that I? Did pizza. you see that I? Uh, I redid my emotes to make them prettier. Mm -mm. They look a little better. Mm -hmm. You okay. can't really tell they're so small in there, but yeah. uh, the the larger version of them is significantly nicer than the older ones. That's good. Yeah, they're cool. cute. Yeah. Nice. Oh, and Fire is selling shirts with my design on them. Ooh. Very exciting. I don't know if you saw that. It's it's pretty cool. I wonder ah. if I have. No, I didn't. Oh yeah, I heard. She, I heard you guys were doing something about it, but I, I don't think I saw it. Here, this emote that I just sent in the chat, I designed, and cool uh, she's selling. Nice. She's selling uh, shirts with it on it that you cool. can buy. Yeah, it's pretty fun. I kind of want to get one just because I because I did it, but I don't know if I'd actually wear it i might sleep in it you know maybe she'll give you a discount <laughs> maybe she would since you were the designer did she pay for the design yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. it was like a commission yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. but it's cool that is cool it's fun it's a little i don't even see it's uh the fallout font on there yep. that yep. was the like most yeah. intensive part of it it was not hard to make <laughs> but just, no. it's Nice. I actually, I was very eager to do it, and I presented her with like five different versions. I was like, "I'm gonna freelance the heck out of you." I'm like, "My whole life has been preparing <laughs> me for this moment." <laughs> I was like, I'm like. <laughs> so there you go. If anybody needs Fallout art or any art, talk to Lainey. She'll, she'll hook you up. Yeah, any any simple graphic design. There you go. Nice. Yeah, I, I think it would be cool if you designed me some. 
I mean, I've got I, all my slots are filled up now, but who knows? I could yeah. always get another one. I just designed myself a new one. I need to add it in. Um, it's a it's like a it's a cat. It was like a zombie cat, but I I remade it to look like it's scorched mm-hmm. or like a ghoul. One or the other. I, I think it's just a ghoul. Mm-hmm. I don't think I went fiery with it but it says <laughs> roasted on the top in the fallout font <laughs> i think it's cute i'm gonna add that one in there and then i have uh my other ones are all cat themed right i have noodle and sushi mm-hmm. and i have my little headstone yeah rest in peace yeah i see it yeah yep yeah when i mouse over them they get bigger i have a yeah a plugin that makes the image larger that's cool yeah it's very yeah, someone else designed very that useful. one for me very useful because everybody nobody loads images the correct size on web pages they're always larger than they actually are so if you like read an article and they're like here's a map of appalachia for fallout and it's like this big on the screen if with my with that plugin you mouse over it and all of a sudden it's full size and you go oh now i can see it without having to click oh, on it nice. and open up another page yeah just look there yeah. there's a few of them for chrome they're they're very useful um nice. yeah well cool stuff hey um something i want to chat with you about after after we Say goodbye to everybody. So hang on for just a minute. Um, you, you gave me an idea. So we'll, we'll talk. Thank you, everybody, for being here. I'm going to sneeze. I'm going to try not to sneeze. I'm going to hold my nose. Something in this room is. sneeze for sneeze. you. Sneeze. It was just dusty. Did I get rid of it? Uh, no. Uh, it's not. I'm <laughs> holding it in. Memory. I have a memory of being at your house years ago mm-hmm. and coming down the stairs and needing to sneeze and you seeing me and you just going, ah. <laughs> my sneeze going away <laughs> <laughs> i vaguely remember that uh, <laughs> that kind of resonates somewhere a long in the back time of my brain. ago yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's <is> so funny <laughs> i'm such a good dad all right uh, yeah. everybody <laughs> we'll see you later thank you for hanging out uh see i'll see most of you guys tomorrow uh and maybe laney will too all right thanks for being here everybody bye see ya Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.